Are you someone who has ambitious goals for their life? Are you someone that wants to succeed at the highest level possible in your craft? Are you someone who has a purpose and vision for their life and is willing to do whatever it takes to get there? If that describes you, I'm Eddie Scott. And I'm Trenton Scott. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the Say Less Lifestyle. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening at. Thank you for tuning in to another Say Less Lifestyle podcast where we interview high performers that do more and say less. As you already know, my name is Eddie Scott. As always, I got me co-founder Trent Scott. Trent, tell the people what's up. Yes, sir. What's up, Say Less fan? We back with another podcast. Another, we got an exciting one for you guys. We got my boy, uh, Sim Hurd, uh, Division Two assistant coach. So go ahead, tell the people about yourself, Sim. True, man. Said it already, man. I'm Sim Hurd. I'm Roger York. I'm an assistant men's basketball coach at Uville College. Um, I played at Uville College for four years, and I was blessed with the graduate assistant position. Uh, I've been playing sports my whole life, basketball, football, baseball, a little bit of track. And, um, true, I'm just honored to be on here. That's that's That sums me up. Yes, sir. So was basketball, like, always your main sport growing up? Or did you not really know? Um, I was always between football and basketball. Like, uh, I had offers to play basketball coming out of high school, but I had maybe only like three or four less schools for football. Um, so what I did was I dropped baseball like my 10th grade year. And then um, I kept playing football and basketball all the way through middle school, high school. And the next thing I knew was it was like <laughs> March of my senior year. And my coach is like, all right, bro. You got to decide what you're going to do. And ultimately, I decided to play basketball. I had a little bit more success individually and team-wise than that in high school. And my coach, he played high school football. I'm real close with him. And he was like, yeah, bro, you need to – I think you should take care of your body and just go with basketball. So it was always between football and basketball. And then basketball ended up being the main thing after I got to about my senior year of high school when I went to college. You you regret any making any decision with that or not? Nah? Nah, man. Uh, I miss football a lot. Uh, I think the main thing about that was I was like, whatever one I'm going to go after, I'm going to just go after 100%. But Sucks. I always miss football, but no, I didn't regret it, man. Yeah, I was, I, uh, I played baseball all the way up until like my ninth grade year. But once mm-hmm. I got to high school, I was like, I was like, I got to cut it. I got to just focus on one because, you know, focusing yeah. on one. But all your time in one, I feel like that's what you, you can get the most out of it, you know? So, yeah, you get to specify what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So uh, what position did you play in um, football and uh, baseball? So in football, I played my high school year. I mean, my high school year, my high school years. I played every position <laughs> except for offensive line and defensive tackle. I played at my Dang. school everywhere. They knew I was an athlete. So primarily I was a quarterback. And on defense, I was a safety and uh, I play punt returner, kick returner, play some linebacker, some games. Shoot, man. Bro, I play everything on the field. I play every position except for offensive line. And then in baseball, I pitched and I play outfield. I love the outfield. Um, I used to play – I played infield when I was, like, younger coming up, but I really gained the love for the outfield because I get to show how athletic I was, chasing down fly balls, throwing the ball to the cutoff, stuff like that. So, yeah, those are positions I played. For sure. Yeah, I remember, uh, like Trent was saying, he used to play baseball. Trent, did I ever play with you? Was I ever on your team? Hey, bro. 
Yeah, we're on the same team. Bro. Same team. See, see, it was a minute ago, man. That was a minute ago. Where Eddie losing Wait. his train of thought. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It's humble though. So. Hey, I, yeah. hey, hey, hold on, hold on. Though. I remember you hit a home run, bro. We were going crazy. Your first home run, cause I, I don't even think I ever hit a home run, but you, you hit one. So I was like, it was like I was hitting one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <It> was <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Boys thought they was going to the MLB back then. <laughs> man, we here now. Hey, so listen, so when you was playing basketball in high school, so like you were assistant coach now. So were you like the type of player that was like, like you was like a student at the game, like real smart? Like, was that you? Or That was, bro, legit. I was, I wouldn't say I was a nerd, but bro, I was very obsessive. I still mm-hmm. just, um, I was a camp. So just to give you all a background, I come from a single parent home. Like there are most of my formative years, those real important years, you know what I mean? And my mom was not playing with me. It was school, gym, home, really. Just keep me safe. And, bro, if you went through my YouTube history, you look through my Google history, bro, you look at anything in my room, bro, it was just all the grind, bro. Just just whether it be from simple calisthenics to learning how to split a pick and roll or learning to footwork defensively when you're a smaller guard. Like, bro, um, I love having talking to coaches. Like, I used to go with my coach all the time, like, scout other teams, and I'd go sit with him, like, what do you look at? Why do you teach us this rule? Um, my dad, when he was around, bro, really good basketball player. I got an uncle that was in the NBA, older dude. So, like, it's in the blood, and I just love watching it, man. Like, I could legit I could legit watch film. I could legit talk basketball and players and stats, bro, hours. So, I was one of those guys who I always wanted to know why I was doing something, be very technical. And it actually helps me now as an assistant coach because when I go and teach things to players on my team, I, I'm not just doing it just to say that they need to be able to do it. I can explain you how it applies and how it's going to help you. Yeah, for sure. You definitely do a real good job with that. You know the vibes with that. So, um, like, growing up and stuff like that um, and using everything that you've been going through and everything. So, like, what do you feel like your purpose in life is? My purpose is to become the best I can be and then teach others to do that for themselves in the right way. Um, I mean, purpose is a very thing. Like, it's hard for me to say it in one sentence, but, like, my job is right. to not become great for myself, but to do it to show others the right way to do it and to be a role model in that light. Like, um, I really take it personal, um, practicing what I preach. Like, I never understood dentists with yellow teeth or mm. personal trainers who – struggle with their diet or things of that nature. Like I always felt it was kind of counterproductive. Um, so really, man, I feel like my purpose is like to inspire as many people as I can by being as successful as I can be in whatever I'm doing. So whether that's sitting here talking on this podcast, like this is what I'm hundred percent locked into. Cause you never know who's listening, whether I'm coaching on the court, I got to teach it. Like that's the most important moment because bro, what I learned about to gain my purpose is people who have purpose, they do everything intentional. Every single thing, they eat intentional, they drink intentional, they walk intentional, they talk intentional, and they take whatever's at hand as the most important opportunity. So, like, that's what I feel like my purpose is, to be intentional who I am and be intentional and show others how they can do it for themselves. Facts. Yeah, to piggyback off that, um, it's, like, basically, like, any successful person that you see is, like, they have a purpose for what they're doing. It's, like, people be like, oh, yeah, I want to be successful, I want to be rich, all this, all that. But, like, they have no idea what they want to do. So then they just won't be average. Like, the people who are actually successful, like, they, like you said, like, a step-by-step, they're intentional about every single thing. That's a fact. I saw 
give props to my guy. I saw Trent the other day. I see him sitting on his laptop, and I'm like, bro, what you writing down? I don't think he's doing homework. He said, bro, I'm writing down my goals. I'm like, oh, shoot, hold on, homie, that motivated me. Yeah, yeah man. my goals real quick man so i respect that yeah right. for sure because you can't bro you can't you can't do something unless you got it written down i firmly believe that because if if i'm just if i'm gonna just think about it like yeah you could say it like your words are very powerful so if you say something like i believe that it's gonna come to tuition or fruition so um i believe that writing it down just makes it way more powerful you know most definitely. Right. For sure. And then you, you can just look at it every day. So, like, you can see it. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Very I, go, I, go, I go read them joints every day. You got to. Yeah. As you should. Yeah. So, yeah, about your, about your basketball career and college, how was that experience? Man, it was uh, it was great. I mean, team-wise, every year we didn't get I, – I didn't always get but like we could be. There was a couple – we went to the playoffs a couple of years – um, but individually, man, I really got to see how if you make a decision to stay true to the grind, no matter what the situation, it pays off. Um, on an individual note, basketball is not all individual, but I surprised myself. Like, I tried to stay true to the grind from the first day I stepped on campus to my last senior game. And I'm sitting there, like, during the senior game. And, you know, they, they say everybody's achievements and things of that nature. And I hear top 10 in scoring, top 10 in, top 10 in steals. I'm like, shoot, they talking about me? And I was like, but that was just, and that wasn't something I was aiming out, set out to do necessarily. I just went there and I was like, yo, I'm gonna grind every day. I'm gonna work out. And I'm just giving my best every trip I get out there, no matter the situation. And it just really like, I'm somebody who like, I try to inspire people, but like seeing those four years come to fruition and inspire myself that if I do that in anything that I do, it's gonna work out that way. Um, I was able, I was blessed enough to be like the face of a program I had a coach who let me pretty much be myself. Um, the school supported me and my team. And I, I was I had a blessed four years. Regardless of what records may have turned out to be, regardless of what team success may have turned out to be, I would never be able to say my experience as a college athlete was bad. Like, I loved it. I really did. That's why I'm still here. Hey, they treat, they treat my man Sam on campus like a <laughs> celebrity. <laughs> yeah, no. hey, hey, walking Big man down on campus. Hall, Sam, Sam. Yeah, yeah my boys, my teammates at the school, like my nickname is DY Sim for Uville Sim. Like, and I, yeah. I I felt weird about it first, but I really embraced it because, man, like that's really a blessing, especially being a young black man on the campus, getting that respect from your superiors and your and your peer group. I feel like that's major. Yeah, for sure. Right. And, that, and, that, and that just came from you going in every day and giving 110% in whatever you do. Appreciate so, that for real. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Hey, quick question. You said y'all yep. made a, the NCAA tournament a couple of times? We made the playoffs, not NCAA. We just made oh, uh, NCAA. Yeah, just our conference playoffs. Um, I think it was my junior year. Uh, we had a really good team. Uh, but the thing was, we did all that, and we never had our full squad for more than five games. Like, somebody was injured, somebody was hurt, and we still accomplished that. And it was the first time in, like, the, in like the past, like, three or four – Nah, maybe like even longer than that, a bunch of years that the team had like just missed the playoffs or hadn't made it. So that was a real big moment. Um, but yeah, it was my junior, not NCAAs. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, whether it be in college, whether it be in high school or just growing up in general, well, is there an experience in your life or a couple experiences that like you feel like made you who you are today 
or obviously yeah. a lot of experience make you who you are, but I'm talking about one major experience. Defining moments. Um, I got yeah, two. Right. I got two. One of them is like really serious, but this is like what happened. So, so my dad wasn't coming around. When I was younger, about 13 years old. I was in eighth grade and I knew I was going to be playing varsity football and basketball. Um, and I was sitting in the car crying with my mom because I had a real big game and I couldn't, my dad didn't answer the phone. It was, it had become common. I told my mom, my mom like, why are you crying? And I'm like, man, he not there. And like, it's bothering me. All my friends is there. They got their dads. And I said, I'm doing exactly what he expected I would do. And he not here. And I told my mom, I wiped my tears. I, bro, I just had a crazy moment. And I said to my mom, I said, he not going to be there for me. I'm going to make him read about me and watch me on TV. Bro, my dad called me a year later. Freshman year, I started on varsity. We won a championship. We're playing at the Blue Cross Arena. And my dad called me. He was like, yo, man. Now I'm in my sophomore year. He's like, yo, man, I've been reading the paper. I see you tearing it up, man. You're scoring a lot of points, whatever, da, da, da. He said, I saw on TV, I won the uh, yeah, I won the championship for your section. Hung up the phone, like we chatted up, whatever. And I cried because I was like, yo, ma, like, if I really set my mind to do something, I could do it. And I'm not stopping here. So that was one of my first defining moments, knowing that, like, if I set my mind to do something, I know I can achieve it. Uh, me and my dad is cool now, but that's just how it was during that time. And the second one was, I was a sophomore. It, it, after we won the championship, we graduated a bunch of seniors. I was like the star player on the team, averaging like 24 a game. And then we're playing in, against one of our rivals, bro. I had 45 points. We're in OT. I had two free throws. We're down one. No time left on the clock. Missed both. And I remember crying on the court. And the team coming up. The other team came and picked me up. They was like, bro, this is one of the best performances I've seen. Da, da, da. And I go into the locker room and I'm crying. And my coach is like, yo, don't ever hang your head about that. Because it was like a game, bro, I had like seven straight 30-point games. Like I was like a, just capping off a great week, great two weeks I had. And I remember my boys picking me up, and they said to me, they was like, bro, this moment is what's going to make you great. One of my seniors said it to me. He's like, this moment is what's going to make you great. And he was like, watch, bro, you're going to have another opportunity. And, bro, I, bro that, after that, I became like a 90% free throw shooter in high school. And what happened was my senior year, bro, we, I got fouled during the semifinals to go to the championship. It's 2.7 seconds left. We're down one, and I got two shots. Knock them down both. We win the game. I go to the championship my senior year, and we win the next game. And my coach came up to me during that moment. He was like, yo, you remember when you was a sophomore in high school and you missed and you missed those two free throws? He was like, and you didn't let that define. You just kept grinding, and you, and you made sure that you were somebody that we could trust in that time again. And now look how it came to fruition. And ever since then, like, those two moments, like, I keep with me. Um, and those are two things I really know that has shaped me, like, into the just individual I am now. Like, if I say something, I know I can achieve it. And the, the failures that I do have are not going to be final as long as I learn from them. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, that, that, that's right. inspiring. That's definitely inspiring. Yeah, your boy's giving me chills, Trent. Right? <laughs> that, that was crazy. Thank you. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, yeah, I mean, that just goes to show that really – I really do believe everything be happening for a reason. Like, um, Like every adversity, everything builds up to make you the person you become. Most definitely. So, yeah, that that was definitely inspiring. Appreciate it. Yeah, some good. Yeah, that's some really good questions. Yeah. So now that you uh you are a graduate assistant, right? Yep. At Duval. All right. So what what's like an average day in the life for you? Ooh, my goodness. So I put more pressure on myself than I feel like an average grad assistant would. I try to live in a way that my student athletes can mimic. Because when I was a student athlete, I'm waking up 530. I'm working out two to three times a day on court weight room. 
But now I try to get it where I still wake up around the same time, 5.30, 6 a.m. Friday the latest. Um, I write, I have to write down stuff for my day. So I got to write down what workout, because I, I write the on-court workouts and the strength and conditioning workouts. So I'll, I'll wake up, get my mind right. I listen to positive things, preaching sermons, motivational speaking, whatever. Um, and I meditate. I got an app called Abide, meditate, whatever, for about 15, 20 minutes. Write out my day. So I write out on-court workouts, who's going to be doing what, what do my guys need to work on. Boom. Then, uh, so it's around 9, 9 a.m., um, I try to eat good, try to get like a protein shake, make the same breakfast every day, or either I go to the dining hall, get breakfast. That takes me to about 10, 30, 11. Once 11 hit, I try to go downstairs, chill with my head coach, see what his goals are for the day with team practice, what he wants to see certain guys do, what's going on educationally with our guys. And then about one o'clock, we got about two uh, individual sessions with like groups. And man, I'm just trying to make sure that we, hone in on what my guys need to do. So whether it be pick and roll, maybe one day we're working on transition, um, ball handling, passing, do that for two hours, go back to my crib, maybe get a bite to eat, take a nap, take us to team practice. We got team practice. I see what drills I can really have a major voice in with helping the guys. Boom, do that for two hours, run the clock, help coach with the drills, do the laundry, help guys if they want to stay after, if they want to shoot or something. Man, by that time, that could take me to like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I come home and I try to start the day the same way I finished it. I eat, meditate, pray, get my positive motivation things, listen to it. Maybe text a couple of the guys, make sure I check in with people, my family. And then I'm trying to be asleep around like 12, 31. I don't really get a lot of sleep. I feel like that's something I, I can sacrifice right now if I want to be successful. And then I fall asleep, I doze off. And I try like in between, in between like um, our team individual practices and in the mornings, I make sure I, I get at least two workouts in. So I'll do a 30 minute workout in the morning and then I'll do a 30 minute workout in between our individual sessions. And then when we're on court, I try to get in drills with the guys sometimes to keep myself sharp. But man, that's how my day usually go though. <laughs> yeah, my man, my man Sim is definitely productive. One of the most productive sure. people I've seen. Yeah, after after the after the individual workouts, he get in there in the weight room himself, get some work in. So that's good because you like you said you can't be, uh, you can't be pre preaching and not practicing what you preach. So yeah, I really believe that, man. I want y'all to see that I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna ask y'all to do something I wouldn't be willing to do myself. Yes, sir. So yeah. those are those are basically your. You you just went over your day in a life that like some core habits that you do to be productive. So what's yeah. what's one piece one what's one piece of advice you got for uh young people like coming up, whether it be in sports or just in, in general, like that's working towards their goals. Um wow man, I got so much I would say, but I would say write the write the goal as high as you can get it. Um write the goal as high as you can get it. Cause even if you may not achieve that necessarily, you never know what you'll land upon. You know what I mean? If people say aim for the moon, you might land on the stars, whatever. That's very cliche, but it's very true. Like there's no reason why outside the limitations you put on yourself that you can't put a dream down. There's nothing wrong with that. You have the right to do that. If you're living, you have the right to dream as big as possible. Um, but secondly, after you get that dream down, discipline yourself. Like, don't just dream about something and not have a plan for it. Discipline yourself, discipline yourself, discipline yourself. 
you got to give up things to get things. So I would say practice discipline every day, whether that's how much time you're on social media, how much time you're in the gym, how much homework you do, like make benchmarks, like say, if you want to spend 35 minutes in the weight room, say that and then do it. Like build, build discipline with yourself. I think discipline is one of the biggest things that can get you places that your talent may not be able to get you. If you can remain disciplined, show up every day, man, your dreams, your dreams won't be as far as you think they are. That's a fact. And yeah, going back to what you were saying about like writing your goals as high as you can. Like me and Trent was just talking the other day about like the goals we got for the sales lifestyle brand. And like we had a couple of goals on there. And like at first it was like, oh, that seemed kind of tough. Like, should we lower it down a little bit? And then like as soon as we said that, we was like, nah. why in the world? Why, like, why in the world would we lower our goals? Like, and even if we don't like reach our goals that we have, like we're gonna be making progress, like and be up there as opposed to if we had lowered the goal like something easy and we accomplish it. It's like, okay, well, we set it high. That's just the higher we're going to go. So you got to set your goals high for sure. Right. For, for sure. So, yeah. So, and it's not even about necessarily like reaching that goal. Obviously it is, but it's really mainly about the person, person you becoming while reaching that goal. So, so like back to what the discipline, like the discipline part of you talking about it, like really a few disciplines each and every day. Mm-hmm. can 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 like impact and change your life for for like ever so it's just it's just making sure that like you said you can stay committed to yourself uh going 120 percent every single day you you do anything so doing things with intention really can i just quick to add off that my boy his name is christian simmons bro and i remember we used to work we work out in the summers every day some days midnight and he said to me i was like what's your goal he's like bro i want to be player of the year so every time we worked out together, I kind of like, we kind of trained each other in basketball after we got to college. And I said, every time he did a drill, I'd be like, yo, player, any anytime he made a shot, let's go player of the year. You can't miss free throws, you play of the year. And brother Junk gave me chills because I remember he went to his JUCO. He got player of the year for his conference, was an All-American, and then got a scholarship to a D2 school. And bro, we just said it every day. We just said it every day. Even if days he had horrible workouts because he wasn't feeling good. But I've seen it happen. And it really can happen for real. Yeah, like really anything is possible. That's why it's so crazy. Like, yeah, <laughs> and in, in this day we live in, anything is possible. For real, bro. Facts. That's a fact. Yeah, quick question. I know you were talking about earlier about like you be using what's the name of the app? You said Abide. That you be using Abide. meditation? Yep. It's yeah. like a, a faith based meditation app, and they have it where you can have a, you can fall asleep with it on, or you could just, you need, you only got five minutes in your day, and you just want to get something quick to just, take you take you into that zone man and I, it's really big for me because like you see my schedule dude if I get five to eight minutes like the other day my, my coach my head coach he was like I had my headphones on I just had my head down he tapped me short he's like oh you meditating I'm like yeah he's like okay cool all right he's like just get with me after you do that like like that's something that's very to recharge yourself bro it's a bide bro it's a great app yeah I'm gonna check that out yeah, yeah Trenton got me to uh get into a little meditation and I just sit down put some good music in my ears. I just like, just close my eyes and just like, just focus on my breathing. And yeah. like, I, I go for like five, six minutes. And when I open my eyes, I'll be feeling so powerful. Like, That's it's nice. really crazy. Yeah. yeah, we really, you really do uh, raise your vibrations and just how you feel. And I, I, I do it before every time I go to bed. Um, I like here and there, I'll do it when I wake up in the morning, depending on like if I got time, but I feel like I need to do it more in the morning. But when I do it before the before I go to bed, bro, I'm 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 like I go like after I wake up and done with meditation, I literally fall asleep within two minutes because it's yeah. like I'm I'm so in tune with myself. 
So I could just like literally fall asleep in two seconds. It's funny. Tracks. Love it. So, um, yeah. So what's well, like we got two more things. What's the th- one, two to three, whatever, most influ- influential people in your life? Well, like to you specifically. Like I know a lot of people say this, but I mean my whole heart, bro. Like if I have like got it before my life, like bro, that that's huge for me. And not in the simple fact of like just saying I'm a Christian dude, just the principles that I have read in the Bible, I've seen them work out in my life. Like there's a there's a Bible which many people don't know. It says work hard and be a leader or be lazy and become a slave. Now that sounds very like hard pressed and like very serious but it's true if you work hard you earn credibility and you can lead and become somebody that's credible but if you want to be lazy and not be someone that is um assertive you'll be not a slave necessarily like people gonna have you in chains but somebody else will dictate your life you'll always have a boss you'll always have somebody telling you where you should be and what you should do um so like those are like just little principles and stuff that i learned that um that have really carried me in my life and i really they've helped me um secondly um, I would say my mom, not like just because like she always motivated me and supported me, just a simple fact of, uh, she sacrificed everything. Like she sacrificed so I could go to a private school and being a city kid. That's eight, eight to $10,000 every year coming out of a single parent household. And I was living under the poverty line. I don't know how she did it. Um, she would, she would stay, wake up at 4 a.m. with me so I could be to the gym by five. She would put $3 of gas in the gas tank to get me to workouts and camps. That was 20 miles away. You know what I mean? So seeing that sacrifice, like, it don't let me sleep in. It don't let me be lazy. It don't let me give up. And she always told me the stuff I would be doing now. She would say it to me, and it used to scare me sometimes. Um, and third, um, I would honestly say somebody that's famous, actually. Uh Eric Thomas, I don't know if y'all listen to him. Motivational speaker. Um, yes, sir. ET the hip hop preacher. Yeah. Uh, up at 5 a.m. in high school and middle school. That's who I used to listen to first thing in the morning. I'll pray. I listen to him. And his principles helped me. Um, he let me take, I was 13, 14 years old, talking about some, I want to be a lion. I don't want to be a sheep. I don't want to be a gazelle. I want to be somebody that's out ch- chasing my goals. And he allowed me, he helped me take accountability for my life. And that's why I actually like try to speak and be as inspirational as possible because he helped me a lot. And I was like 13, 14 years old, all the way up until now. So those are three people, God, my mom, and the speaker, Eric Thomas. Mm. Yes, sir. That's a great list. And I, I like that scripture you said earlier. You said um, like hard work. I look even good you said, but she was like, basically like if you lazy, like you're going to be a slave, like hard work brings <laughs> to success. Yeah. Like that. Uh, to be a leader or be lazy or hard be a leader okay yeah, yeah. proverbs yeah i was about to say i'm about to i'm about to plug the merch real quick this joint not even released uh-huh. but yeah proverbs 14 23 it say uh all all labor there's a profit but what was it i say but mere talk leads only to poverty poverty so i said that's like the whole say less vibe but yeah like if you put in a work like even you don't see the results right away you're going to get a profit whether it's immediately a couple weeks down the line a couple years down the line but if you just right. talk about your goals, say, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. It's like, you don't have discipline, you're not going to go nowhere. It's going to lead to poverty. Everybody, you got to put the work in. That's a fact. I love that, man. I even peeped that on the hoodie. That's tough. That's tough. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, I'm always, I, I always go by this. Like, 
when you put something in, you always going to get more out of it what you put in. So, so if you can stay committed, have, have your few disciplines each and every day, man, you're going to get, you're going to get way more out of it than what you put in it. Just like, just like it's simple. Like if you invest a million dollars in company, you're going to get 10 mil back. That's just, that's just from, that's just how life is. So it's just like, if you invest in something in, in, in doing it 120%, you're going to get 140% back. So. Love it. Nah, for real. And, for sure. and one thing I would say is grind, even when it don't work out in your favor. Yeah. Cause you never know. Like people, we grind for an end goal, but maybe that end goal not coming for one or two years. Can you remain consistent and be somebody that's trusted when you're not, when you're not as successful as you thought you would be? Trust the process. You got to trust the process. You got to. Always trust the process. The process never fails. But, hey, yeah, we're going we gonna to get right into it. Go ahead, Ed. <laughs> yes, sir. So, as you already know, we got the signature question with our motto being inspiring our generation to do more and say less. Sim Heard, how do you do more and say less? How do I do more and say less? Whatever standard that I speak out my mouth to people, that I expect from them, I'm going to back it up with what I do. Um, and that's just not in sports. That's what, how I live. If I expect you to respect me, I'm going to respect you a hundred times more. If I expect you to show me love, I'm going to go out my way and make sure you feel special. You know what I mean? Um, if I ask you to discipline yourself and be where you're supposed to be and do what you're supposed to do, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability as well. I feel like actions is something that validates the words you say. So you guys say, say less. So shoot, keep it simple. Make sure that you're somebody that can necessarily practice what you preach. So for me, I feel like it's practicing what I preach. The grind that I want, the grind that I want to see from other people, I'm going to go out and do it myself. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. that's a fact. It's that, all about that's, like... That's the say less lifestyle right there. Exactly. It's all about putting that energy out there in the atmosphere. Because like you said, if you want to like, be loved, you got to put out love. You can't expect to like... Or like if you want respect, you can't be like, oh, I want people to respect me, but you don't show respect to nobody else. <laughs> like it, it don't work like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh thanks again for tuning into another Say Less Lifestyle podcast. You can get ready to wrap it up. Uh we appreciate Sam for hopping on a podcast. This was definitely some gems dropped today. Uh we definitely enjoyed it and we appreciate you. We would love uh to have uh you on another podcast sooner or later. So um yeah, just make sure you guys stay tuned. Um, subscribe, like, comment, share with your friends wherever you listen to this or watching it at, and continue to do more and say less. Live that lifestyle. Get your merch. Hey, there ain't much more to say. No sir, say less. Mm-hmm.